Welcome to Kadampa Podcasts. These podcasts offer practical solutions to daily challenges and help guide us to a happier and more peaceful state of mind. In each episode, you will find an extract from a teaching given by one of various Kadampa Buddhist teachers worldwide. All these teachings are inspired by the profound wisdom of Venerable Geshe Kelsang Gyatso Rinpoche, a Buddhist master for our time. We hope you will enjoy listening. So the main theme for today is how, how can I care? How can I awaken and feed that part of myself that loves others, that, uh, that values others, that feels fondly towards them, that, that, that allows us to, to, to really feel that others matter? And within the Buddhist tradition, there are many meditations for accomplishing that, but the meditation I'd like us to focus on is called climbing down the mountain of self, climbing up the mountain of other. Or sometimes we say, seeing the self in others. And Venerable Geshe refers to this in his book, The New Eight Steps to Happiness, The Buddhist Way of Loving Kindness, and also in Joyful Path of Good Fortune and a number of other places. And the principle of this, the idea of this, is quite simple. Some things are always different. And some things are only different depending on our point of view. So the examples he gives are yellow and blue. Apparently, yellow and blue are always different. I don't know, there might be some scientists that talk about wavelengths and why actually, oh, but anyway, let's just go with it. Yellow, if something's yellow, it's not blue. If something's blue, it's not yellow, they're different. The other analogy he uses is of horses and donkeys. Again, I'm not really sort of in, I don't not know much about animal husbandry, but apparently horses, if it's a horse, it's a horse and it's not a donkey. And if you're, th- if maybe some of you think I've had teachers in impotence, however, it seems very definite. But anyway, if it's a, if it's a horse, it's a horse. If it's a donkey, it's a donkey. They're not, you, they're not the same. This mountain, that mountain, quite different to that. This mountain, that mountain, it just depends on perspective. If we're on one mountain, the mountain we're on is this mountain. And the mountain over there is that mountain. If we climb down this mountain and climb up that mountain, the mount, that mountain will now be this mountain. And this mountain will now be that mountain. Yes? Yes. But it's true. Like When we're on this mountain, it's this, 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 this is this mountain and that is that mountain. Climb down this mountain, climb up that mountain, that mountain becomes this mountain, and th- this mountain becomes that mountain. And the point, you might think, is what, I didn't need to know this linguistic exercise about relativity and subjectivity and so forth, but... The point is self and other is like this mountain and that mountain. While we are caught up in our point of view, then we are self and others are other. And that very strong sense of I am self and you are other massively interferes with the opening of our heart. The more we can see the self and other, the more we can relate to the self and other. The more kindness we will develop naturally, the more empathy, the more understanding, we will naturally feel close. Because there's something very special about the self. Like we may not like to admit it, but the self, there's the, the whole concept of self is very powerful. 
Like we, we, we are drawn to self. Self feels extremely important. You know, like let's say we're looking through a whole bunch of photos. Like a friend's taken a load of photos. They're showing us the photos they've taken. It's like Instagram, right? Yeah, I suppose I have to put a like because otherwise I'll get upset from like. And most of those photos probably aren't that fascinating to us. But if we're in one of them, suddenly that's a really interesting photo. And, and, and when, when we're looking at a photo and we're gauging how, go- how good is this photo and we're in that photo, a huge amount of how good that photo is depends upon how good do I look in that photo. If I look good in that photo, that's a good photo. If I don't look good in that photo, it's not a great photo. So the self feels really important. You know, when someone's telling us about things that they've done, sometimes it can seem really, but like it's other things. The, the other person is telling you about other things. That, and it can be, we could be not very engaged or interested. But if it's suddenly something that we do or somewhere where we've been, that place suddenly becomes interesting. That conversation's interesting because self is involved. You know, like if we... If let, let's say a, a, a mutual friend tells us about there's someone that there's someone that that, that that they've met that they know that they think we would get on with we think they think we would just gel there'd be great chemistry we'd love that person we'd have so much in common and so we say yeah of course I'd of course I'd love to meet them we organize that meetup we spend some time with that person we we talk about what we're interested in and they're not interested in that they talk about what they're interested in we're like we're not interested in that and it's just like just dead. And we go back to complain to the mutual friend, like, what were you thinking? No, I have nothing in common with that person. Like, why did you set me up with them? Like, what was that about? But if we then meet someone and we just gel, like we talk about the films that we like and they love those films. And they say, have you seen this one though? Yes, I have. That's amazing. And where do you like to go? Well, I like going, I love that place. And what kind of food do you eat? Well, I like, oh, that's my favorite. Suddenly, this is amazing. We go back to our mutual friend. I've met this amazing person. They're fantastic. They are just like me. (laughs) So the self is a powerful thing. And and often that's a problem. But we can make that work really for our advantage. Because all we need to do is realize that other person is self. They are self. If we can see the self in that person, all of the barriers disappear because the barriers we feel between ourselves and others are fictitious like that thought that we sometimes have i have nothing in common is absurd like that's not possible we have almost everything in common you know on the surface we might look different we might have a slightly different background or education or politics or opinions or you know orientations or whatever it might be we yes on the surface there's a difference but if we dig a little bit deeper, and if we're honest with ourselves about who we are, we find that at our core, we're quite simple creatures. You know, I, I want to be happy. And I want to be free from suffering. That's what I want. And the way I'm approaching life, I'm trying to find a course through life that allows as much sense of purpose and meaning and fulfillment, whilst avoiding as much tragedy and crisis and sorrow as possible. That is everybody's life story. That's everybody's story. 
Yeah, the, the, the surface can be different. What people actually do to try and find that life or what people do to try and protect themselves from suffering, that can be wildly different. But underneath, if we, if we, if we go beyond the superficial to the, to the fundamental, we will see the self in other. And so if we consciously, actively engage in this exercise where we, we, could, we could literally bring anyone to mind, but it certainly makes sense to bring to mind the people who we share our lives with, whether that's kind of intimately like a partner or within our family, children, parents, siblings, whether it's broader than that, friends, colleagues, neighbors. If we bring anyone from those kind of groups, we know these people quite well. We, we have quite a lot of knowledge about what is going on in their lives. Not everything, of course. So we do need to use our imagination. But if we bring one of these people to mind and we a little bit climb down the mountain of self, so we just forget about ourselves for a bit. This, is, this, this isn't about me. Where are they at? What's going on for them? What's happening in their life? What are they afraid of? What are they hoping for? What, what, what difficulties have they endured and are they going through right now? These are very kind of simple, fundamental questions. But if we do that exercise patiently, like when we meditate, we're not trying to bully our mind to feel anything. Like, like please, when you get to the meditation, don't think, okay, love, on, switch on, love, 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 care, care. Oh, I don't care. I don't care. I'm so awful. I'm a terrible person. I'm just, at the end of the day, you just feel worse than you started. I'm just, I, my heart is dead. It's broken. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> so when we meditate, it's not a competition. It's not a test. It's not something where we're supposed to be something. We, we just introduce to our heart various points that are true and sit with them calmly, just reflecting. And we allow our heart the space to respond. So if we climb down the mountain of self, a little bit, just forget. For now, I won't think about myself and my life. What's happening for them? What are they, what's their day been like? What have they been through? What's, what's happening? Their hopes, their fears. And we just let ourselves go into that space. We use our insight into the human condition. Of course, we have to, to some degree, use our imagination. Certainly when we get broader and broader with who we're thinking about. But basically we know, we have a good idea. And then one of the first signs that our meditation is working is that any judgment we might have had, and it's very easy to be judgmental. Like it sort of happens without, without us wanting it to. You know, like even we can see someone we've never met before, you know, like, 30, 40 meters away. And just by the clothes they're wearing and the way they're moving, we can think, no, no, no. And that's horrifying. That's a horrifying thing to do. We don't want to do that. And yet it can happen easily. And so one of the first signs that our meditation is beginning to work is any kind of judgment vanishes because we're getting an understanding, even if what that person's doing is quite wrong. And that may be the case. Like, like, as a response to trauma and, 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 and challenges in life, sometimes people develop coping strategies which are incredibly unhealthy, incredibly self-sabotaging and, and painful for others. That's all true. But if we're seeing where that's coming from, if we're feeling 
a little bit the pain that's the backstory to this behavior, our judgment disappears. And, the, and a person that might previously have been a little bit sort of distant starts to come into focus. You know, the, the, when our heart's blinkers are closed, and we might sometimes think, this is my coping strategy. I need to shut down and forget everyone else and, and just focus on me. And, and sometimes in terms of practicalities, that might be true. But in terms of our heart, when our heart is shut down, it's a cold, painful place. A, a, a closed-in heart magnifies any kind of suffering in our life. It amplifies it. It exaggerates it. The more closed in our heart is, the more close to ourself we hold our discomforts. Like, you know, I often say this, like if we imagine whatever problem we're having as like a brick, if we're holding that brick-shaped problem at the end of our nose, it is all we can see. Whichever direction we look, there's just this brick-shaped problem. This problem, it's, it's everything. It consumes us. That very same problem, if, if we set it down, there's all this space around it. We're liberated from it. This meditation is how we do that because we're climbing down the mountain of self, up the mountain of other. We're getting a sense of what's going on in people's lives. We're feeling their pain, feeling their hopes, feeling their fears, and recognizing that they matter. This person matters. They are as much a self as I am. And self is important. They are important. They matter. So our judgments disappear. The person becomes important to us. And that's what caring means. Caring means the person is important to us. They matter. Their happiness matters. Their problems matter. Their fears matter. What we don't want, what we're trying to move away from, is that mind that other people are only relevant to us from the point of view of the impact they have on us. Like we can, we can view people from our point of view, and sometimes we're caring or, or doing the behaviors of caring because we want them to be happy because when they're unhappy, that's a nightmare for me. It's not really, it's not really about them. Like lots of the pitfalls in our cherishing of others comes from the fact that it's, it's actually, what about me? Like when, when, they're, when they're unhappy, that's such a drag. So I want to make them happy so that I, I have a more comfortable life. That's not about them. And it sort of creates, creates all sorts of issues. Like what we want is everyone to a heart to recognize everyone as fully formed a human being in their own right that matters. Because otherwise our life can be like, you know, it's like the film of our life. We're walking, we're we're in the spotlight, which is in itself is quite intense. And we're walking through our life and there are all these characters that are sort of clutter in the scenery or they're the scenery like cardboard cutouts in the movie of our life. And they become relevant briefly, like we're driving and someone lets us in when we're, we're at a junction and we're, we're stalled, oh, we're, 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 and then someone lets it, oh, briefly that person becomes good person, happy person, yay, thank you. 
or the person cuts us up and suddenly they're like bad person. But mostly they're sort of just irrelevant people, you know, like I like. We can watch this. You know, I sometimes give this exercise. You may have, you may have heard me suggest this exercise where if you're, if you're driving along and you notice that you are just driving past people and that they're just irrelevant people, they're just sort of irrelevant. Stop. Pull over. Get out of the car. Go up to, excuse me, I've had this overwhelming sense of your complete irrelevance that uh, it doesn't really matter if you're happy or sad or even if you complete your journey. Uh, how do you feel about that? Actually, don't tell me. I don't care. Get back in the car. Drive off. That's... We can live our life that way and not realize how painful it is. When we do this exercise, climbing down the mountain of self, climbing up the mountain of other, our heart suddenly feels alive. Suddenly our heart feels like it's healthy, like it's, it's right. This is how I've always been meant to be. This is, this is, this is the way I, this is alive. This is what being alive means. It has an open heart, caring. So we don't need to worry, like, like, like at the very beginning, like from, from what was written on, on the flyer. Our society can say, you know, be careful about caring too much. Like don't care too much. Caring too much might be dangerous. Like just make sure, make sure you're looking after you first. And then if there's a little bit of extra energy and spare time and, and you really, really want to, then okay, care a little bit. Whereas the, what, what Buddha's discovered is that real happiness is found in caring for others. You know, Venerable Geshe des- describes this, this insight that comes from doing this meditation where we, we realize that we have found an inexhaustible fountain of happiness inside ourself, our love for others. The heart that cares about others is a healthy heart. It's a happy heart. It's a heart that feels good. If you feel inspired by this podcast, then dive deeper into the timeless wisdom of modern Kadampa Buddhism by following the link in the episode description. We look forward to reconnecting with you in the next episode of Kadampa Podcasts.